Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in on August 8th, 2022. My name is Brad LaPlante, and I am here, uh, as always, always joining us, Griff Sutton. Uh, welcome to Take This. How are you? Good, Brad. I'm good, man. Uh, episode 54. This is episode 54. Is it 54 or 55? Should be 54, I believe. Uh, uh, yeah, either way. Uh, either way. Number. We'll, we'll check it. We, we have made Kinda it. Kind of crazy that, like, Brad, it, this is now, like, our, you know, I know, like, 52 wasn't the actual one-year anniversary because we were doing, like, two episodes a week uh, at times last year. And then we've also taken like some weeks off throughout the summer just because summer is a very quiet time for sports. Like we're not going to break down baseball every week just because, you know, we're not a bit exclusive baseball podcast. And if you want like baseball nerd stuff, you're not going to come to our kind of podcast for that. But uh, it, I know that we've gotten to the year point because it was around this time last year. Uh, we did a very similar episode to this one where we kind of broke down the college season um and that's what we're we're doing today we're breaking down the ncaa season um next week will probably be our fantasy football episode maybe uh it'll either be that or the nfl uh, uh, the nfl season preview and we'll flip flop those two it will be one or the other um but this is a very exciting time of the year when anticipation is at its highest because football is so so close to being back hard knocks uh, you know it's monday when we're recording this uh but hard knocks premieres tomorrow uh lions you know dan campbell i've already seen some clips i'm ready to run through a wall watching them um but no very exciting stuff and uh i'm looking forward to uh to breaking down the college football season this year especially because i am a floating msu ish fan now so uh, gonna be really Welcome, interesting. Welcome, Griff. Welcome uh, in. S- yes. <laughs> so, Brad, how how do you want to start this off? Obviously, coaches poll was released today. First, look at what the top twenty five is gonna be. Yeah, and I think, um, I, think we can, act- I, I like it for the most part, but I think we can open with there. the. Uh, I think we can open with the coaches poll. Um, Griff, okay. do you do you have any? Um, First, first impressions. First impressions of the coaches poll. Um, I I like it. I think it's relatively fair. I think the biggest question mark for me is Clemson at four. I do think Clemson's going to bounce back this year. I don't think there's any question about that. But four feels a little high. Um, but the rest of the list feels pretty good. I like Notre Dame at five. Because uh, they're the guy who's filling in for Brian Kelly, whose name I forget, I think is a very good coach. And I actually think Notre Dame will not skip a beat. And if anything, might be better than they were. Michigan at six, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that uh, in the preseason. You have a returning QB in McNamara. The biggest question marks for them is they have a whole new set of coaches now. Because they pissed off their all their coordinators, and they obviously the defense is going to look much different because Ojabo's not there, Hutchinson's not there, Daxton Hill's not there. You've lost a lot of pieces on that defense. Um, 
sorry, I'm looking at my dog in the background and just destroying <laughs> all of the squishmallows on That's... my wife's little futon behind me. Perfect. Hey, we love it. This is incredible to watch. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, really nothing crazy out here other than the fact that Texas ranked at 18 got a first place vote. And whoever placed that vote should lose their voting privileges. <laughs> yeah, um, so I am not stoked on I'm not stoked on Texas receiving a first place vote. I don't think that doesn't make any sense to me at at all. Um I think in addition, I really love the list at the top. Okay, like it makes total sense, and obviously, yeah, I think the top ten. I I don't think I change anything in that top ten because I kind of get Clemson. I right. like. There's no way they're as bad as last year. Right. Well, Are and, they I, the I mean, the, and team? their down Maybe. year was only like what three three losses. Yeah, you it know, wasn't like, like that's awful. It. it was just awful for what we thought. It was also bad at the beginning. I feel like that has kind of a lot to do with why uh, people think that. Um, you know, it's it's like so bad or you know whatever. The, um, the other I, well, thing is I, Texas, Texas A and M at seven. I think yeah. is because how good of a recruiting class they had. Does that make sense? I mean, that's fair. They like they went hard on the NIL, and yeah. I feel like that is sort of a response to it. I don't know if they're the seventh best team in the country yet, but I, I also understand why they're ranked that high. Yeah, I think um, the 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 real the real honest to God, I, and I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. Okay, like I think fourteen is about good for Michigan State, but do you know who I don't understand? NC State. What is that? That's thirteen. What are you doing there? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. They had a good year last year. Um, I forget who their quarterback is. <clears throat> But I'm not. I don't well, that's fully understand. I could understand not name a single that. person on the roster. I don't know. I don't know a single person on the roster. I mean, then again, I don't know anybody on Oregon's roster either. But. Devin Leary. Yeah, that's right. He's not. He's pretty good. But, but like, yeah. What, what, am I missing something about NC State? Something going on there that I'm not aware of? Like I said, they had a good year last year. I'm pretty sure they finished the year ranked. And honestly, everything outside the top ten to me is kind of a wash yeah I mean, like that's true. 20 is the same as as 12 to me which i know that sounds really dumb but like well and and even like it, it could you high. could swap yeah but like i think like i said the list i think is pretty good uh, cincinnati is ranked at 22 like they made the the cfp last year or yeah, they well, were right, the, and, the and so like I don't understand how you can put Clemson at four if you are going to put Cincinnati all the way down at twenty-two. By that same token, yeah, like if Cincinnati you're if you're gonna probably at least break the top twenty, well, like, or even top fifteen at least, like because yeah. I mean they made the college football playoff. Like Michigan also made the college football playoff and laid an egg. Like they are number six, you know, so. You know, I don't know. Like, I was just actually on a podcast this morning, and I was talking about how, like, is when Michigan State. I made this analogy when Michigan State, uh, went to the college football playoff in 2015. 
what is the difference between them, like, you know, laying a, a laying an egg to Alabama and Michigan laying an egg to Georgia? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or Cincinnati losing to Alabama. Like, what's the difference? Like, there's, you know, at the end of the day, the same result happened. We got to the same place, you know? So, like, I just don't see what the disrespect with Cincinnati is because does it really matter if, you know, we send the best teams you know, I mean, I was arguing for their for their placement in the CFP in 2020. Uh, was it 2020 or 2021? Um, it couldn't have been 2021 because that was last season. Was it might have been 2021 though? Because I was because I was like, what you know, what's the big deal? You know, like yeah, like Cincinnati had like they'd played Notre Dame, they'd played these these you know Indiana, you know all these teams or whatever. And at the end of the day, like. Sure, we you know you send out a team, and can they beat Alabama? You know you got to go through Alabama. If a team has not played Alabama, then I don't know. They maybe deserves a, ch a, a chance of some sort, but I don't know. They're just really low to me. And like for all the disrespect Cincinnati gets, I think this is probably the worst. But um, it's just a coach's poll, obviously. AP pulls out. Yeah. What? august 25th or something like that 15th yeah and obviously we won't get the cfp poll until later in the season I'm surprised but these are normally is, is as high as 18 number. yeah like i i think like it's like my breakdown of the conferences is the sec will be kind of interesting okay. it's gonna be bama and georgia but i do think it's interesting that like who finishes three through five because like LSU trying to be back on the come up. Florida has been trying to like get back to that point. There's a lot of <clears throat> um, a lot of interesting things with uh, with the SEC, but it, it's going to be the top heavy. It's going to be Georgia Bama. We all know it, and that's fine. It's a good matchup. It's the best two teams in the conference. Big Twelve, obviously Texas and Oklahoma are still there. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to be really interesting, Brad. Wouldn't you agree? They lose Lincoln Riley. They lose their their uh, oh, what's his name, Cameron something. Uh, the he the five star commit. He went ended up. I mean, following they lost. Riley yeah, they USD. lost a good chunk of the of the momentum. Uh, and yet they're still ranked nine. And they're ranked number list. nine. And yeah. Maybe I, I, that's I can't the thing tell that nobody's talking about. The Big Twelve. The Big Twelve's kind of a weak division. Week conference, I should say. Um, I mean, to me, it seems Oklahoma, like if you're, if you're winning the Big 12 at this point, like, like does does the Big 12 have the right to call themselves a Power 5? I mean, they do, but they don't. You know what I mean? Do. Once once Oklahoma It'll, and once Texas they leaves, lose what's Texas left? Texas and Oklahoma. Because Texas and Oklahoma, at the very least, are big name. Big brands, right? Well, right? Like and Michigan, they're competent right? universities, right? Exactly. And they're not, and they're, I mean, you know, I mean, even the lowest, like Kansas can beat the, the best, you know, group of five teams. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's going to be Oklahoma and Texas probably, but like there, there's still some is Texas good, back, like, Griff, is, is Texas really back? <laughs> We're back. And they've been, that's the, that's going to be one, remain one of the funniest um, that will forever remain one of the funniest moments in college football history because he said that and they only got worse ever since then. They've never bounced back. 
And it's um, and it's it's rough. But yeah, like you got teams like like Oklahoma, Okie State, Texas Tech, Baylor. Like Baylor was in the Big Twelve game, and it was Baylor and and Okie State, and it was a fun game. Like the, those are teams that are like, and on this on the AP coaches poll, they're they're ten and eleven. Uh, so like the Big Twelve has like competent schools. It's just nothing. There's no scary school. Big right. Ten has Ohio State, and you know, last year you could technically put Michigan in there. They made the CFP. Like I would argue, Michigan wins the Big Twelve every year. Like, oh, absolutely! Hell, you throw Michigan, Michigan State, in the Big Twelve and Michigan they destroy State, it. Yeah, and if shit. Michigan State would probably Michigan go State in, would be a dominant and, team in the Big Twelve, and would they'd compete? They'd be pretty fucking close. Like. So that's like I view the power level of it. Like, yeah, it's great, Okie State. You made the Big Twelve championship, but like, what does that really mean? You know. So, I, uh, yeah, the Big Twelve. I, I really want to see how, with all this realignment going on, how that's going to play out. And then the same thing kind of goes for the Pac-12. Obviously, SEC and UCLA are leaving, uh, and SEC is the big, you know interesting point because you have Lincoln Riley. He got a bunch of people in the transfer portal to come from Oklahoma. He should be somewhat successful immediately. The PAC 12 has some interesting schools. Oregon is, is a pretty good school. They're ranked 12 on this list. Um, and like Utah, I think like they're, they're ranked eight. Like Utah is probably going to be the toughest school maybe the best school in the in the Pac-12 unless you know USC really just like turns it on and they come out swinging but the Pac-12 plays tough like Arizona State has given MSU fits for years you know what i mean like there's some like scrappy schools in here that you know i do think it's Utah's conference to lose with Oregon and USC being like the next tier below but i'm going to be very curious to see how how this one plays out because it, it it's it's again it's hard to say especially with USC and UCLA they're going to be leaving to go to the Big 10 um you know how this conference plays out um and and what this conference is going to look like in 2 years because right now the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are on the outside looking in in terms of the conference power structure yeah. it is SEC a pretty sizable gap Big Ten, probably, I don't know. I, I I put the ACC third, but that's only because of Clemson. I would say the Pac-12 has a more quality teams throughout. They just don't really have a star. But they could. Again, USC could become that. Lincoln Riley can recruit very well. Um it's just going to depend, you know, he's got to, he's got to be there a couple years. He's got to get a recruiting some, you know, his recruits in, you know, you can't say with him yet. We're not going to know really until he joins the big 10. And then again, the big 10 just stays at second place in that power structure. So yeah, the, the PAC 12 is going to be an interesting conference for sure. I'm actually going to stay up and watch some games. Uh, because I, I really, I'm going to want to watch Utah. I'm going to want to watch USC Utah. I'm going to want to watch Oregon USC. Like, those are going to be good games this year, um, which is cool. Because I don't think, I don't think that the Pac-12 has had that in a while. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and and I know you've you've talked about realignment, and I wanted to share this article with you, Griff, real quick. Okay, so we've talked about college football expansion, right? We've talked about the best way to expand college football without making everything suck, right? We've we've also talked about conference realignment. Yeah, like I. Ways very, to, very worried about USC, a West Coast team being in the Big Ten. Well, and, 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 that's, and that's fair. And I'm also here. But here's the thing. OK, I don't think that we've maybe maybe. And there's this article. There's this article I'm reading. OK, that is by granted. It's by ESPN. But it kind of has me like, you know, maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. Okay. Now I, I think I've discussed this with you before. Okay. But it is an incredible idea. First off, it's an incredible idea. And I think that it would be really awesome. Okay. So the first thing that we're going to look at are bowl games. Okay. Like what is, what are the the hardest things to change about college football, right, is like the the most lull period is always the Bulls, right? You're always like too many games or not too many. You know, it, it, nobody wants all these games. Obviously, they're for TV revenue, right? What would I tell – what would you say if I told you there was a way to get every team in a bowl? You'd think I'm crazy, okay? Well, I mm -hmm. have a plan for you right here, okay? I'm going to sell you on this. Swear to God, week one bowl games. I will die on this hill. Okay, now let me explain before you before okay. I, you, you know everything gets crazy or whatever. Week one bowl <laughs> games would be incredible. Okay, and and I'm yeah, sure that yeah. you know getting 130 some odd schools to sign up for bowls on week one would be incredible. So first off, here's the first pro to. To, to, to week one bowl games, no more opt-outs. It's a brand new season. You got no reason to opt out, okay? So you have exciting, you have very exciting, exciting matchups, you know? You might see Michigan and USC week one, Michigan and Texas week one, Michigan State playing, uh, Jesus Christ, I don't know, uh, Florida week one. Like, I don't right. know, just for just for the shit of it, you know? No, like, I don't know. You, I mean, you can keep, if you want, you can keep the conference what is, what, loyalty or whatever. To, you know how, like, the, the Big Ten team and the Pac-12 team always go to play, you know, in yeah. the Rose Bowl or whatever. Like, you can keep that. I don't give a shit. But, like, that would be cool, Okay. And, you know, in, in doing this, you know what you would get rid of? What's that? Games against FCS opponents. Okay, but here's what you do. Here's what you do. You move them. You move those games FCS, against FCS opponents. You move them to the spring, and that's your spring practice. Okay, but but and so I want to go back here's, here's, and I want to go the, back to my I want to circle back to the week one bowl game idea because there's one yeah. more one last point. So you're gonna have a five to seven day window of basically zero competition with the NFL. 
Okay. <clears throat> and you're not going to have, you're going to be the only football on. Who would say no to that? Imagine like week one. Imagine if we in a in in a you know in a, in three weeks if we are expecting to see you know Hawaii playing uh, I don't know Central Michigan or well I guess that's not really an exciting matchup is it? it? No, that that would be cool. I think um, okay, I, I like I like this idea because you make a good point. Mix the bowl games matter. Right, you're right. You wouldn't deal with you wouldn't opt-outs. deal with opt-outs. There's one. I see one big downside, uh, and this isn't like the biggest deal because you know at the end of the day, you got to do what's best. The team. So this is like purely a sentimental thing. College football is a business, so like take this with a grain of salt. Teams who have seniors who've earned a good record to go, let's say, play a New Year's Six Bowl would not be able to do that, right? Because they're seniors, they would not get the chance. Although, I guess they're not happening on New Year's Six, so it doesn't really matter anymore. So, yeah, I, I guess you're right, but, it, like, would it still be neutral site? Like, so, would they yeah, still yeah, be true? Games, yep, these games would all be neutral So, like, neutral the Rose Bowl games. is still out west. Okay. Out west, yeah. That's they would the all be neutral site. Like, well, and, I like, before the the, you know, usc news i wouldn't worry about this as much but like if you're let's say uh, ohio state they went to the rose bowl this year right let's say you know <laughs> i mean yeah the, you'd have that you would have you would have to they'd be going west they would go west coast and it's not the biggest deal yeah because it's only one week out of the year I, I like the idea like i said my i think my only thing well i think it, it's it's really just like yeah it kind of sucks if you're a senior that you know well and like let's I'm say you thinking... start the year and you're in a less prestigious bowl but like it can still be everything it was supposed to be you still get make it like kind of an experience and like maybe you do something at the end of the year like okay your team made let's say you're you you are michigan state right you made uh was it the cotton bowl uh peach bowl peach bowl i was like i know it's cotton peach sugar like i'll i always forget which one's which um Maybe you still do something where you do send the team down, let them have the experience in like December uh, and January. Let them, you know. Well, but it's not a so, game. Make it like almost like almost like a, or like maybe make it like a Pro Bowl event. Anyway, this is like a very minor aside. I like the idea, Brad. I think the one thing you you that won't do would be getting rid of the FCS games, and a big reason why is those FCS schools would hate it. I think. Oh, I, oh, I'm aware. The oh, I know they would hate it. Make a lot of money by letting by getting beat up on by these good schools. I um, think like, but I also understand why you want to get rid of it. it. It definitely makes sense. I just think practically it won't happen. But I do think the bowl game as the first game of the year is practical. And you know what? It, you know what it helps with. It's the thing everyone bitches about with college football is non-conference schedule being easy this gets rid yeah. of that at least it at least gets rid of you, like a game i mean it, it and it's not even guaranteed to be hard like if you have michigan versus i mean like michigan versus utah that would be a good matchup michigan should still probably win that matchup but at least it's better than michigan versus hawaii or michigan right. versus UW. you know what i mean it it, it it, I do think that would help 
make the non-conference schedule of these teams a little more competitive and a little more interesting. And it and it kind again it takes like because right now like Michigan is going up against what like Hawaii and two. You other could also this you know year. you could also probably use some sort of metrics to like measure who plays who, right? Like because yeah. some there are, or there are predictive something. there are like analytics you can look at that are pretty accurate. Like even our like very flawed polls are only off by about twenty on average, only off by about twenty uh rankings or less on average. You know right. what I mean? So like, so if you if you placed two teams together that were in ten rankings of each other, I think that would be completely even and completely fair. Yeah, you no, know what I I'm think, saying? Like, I, I don't think, think that the strength of yeah. schedule would come up as like being an issue. It wouldn't, and and that's the thing because like Michigan, like right now, Michigan has, and Alabama really. Like, none of them have any, like, there's no incentive for them to go and make and schedule harder non-conferences. Because why would they? Why risk putting a loss on your schedule when exactly. you know as long as you beat your conference opponents, you're going to the, the title game? Right, because, Whereas, and, and I think that so, this would, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, would the, like it would expanding the playoff not be the same thing to incentivize teams to even schedule harder games. And I'm not saying this to be like, I'm not trying to persuade you, but I kind of am, right? So think about this, okay? I'm gonna bring up an example. And so obviously in college basketball, you have 64 teams that are making the March Madness tournament, okay? Right. Tom Izzo from Michigan State, will go out and schedule. He's got on the on the calendar this year. He's got Gonzaga. He's got I think like Kansas or Kentucky or something. He's got like all these hard teams that he is going out and scheduling because he knows for certain that he will likely make that tournament by by March, right? And you he can afford those losses even if he loses, but he knows where his team stands against that tougher competition and how far they have mm. to go. You take yeah. a, a lower end team. Not I'm not talking about Alabama, obviously. They expect to be in the in the championship. Every champion so far for the CFP has beaten had to beat Alabama or it's been Alabama. And so like if you were to expand the playoff, I would almost think that it would incentivize a a, um, a lower tier team like say Oregon to schedule a team like Alabama or uh, an SEC school, um, maybe Georgia or uh, Jesus, I don't know. Um, Florida is Florida good still? I don't know, but but eh, this would in, no. this would incentivize <laughs> middle strug- uh, scheduling harder opponents and getting better games because. You want to know where your team stacks up at the end of the season if you know you're going to make it in. Because at this point, if like there's nobody scheduling hard games because they know if they yeah. can beat their conference, they can get in. Uh, I would argue it makes it even more futile potentially because like if you're t- like if Michigan realizes if there's like let's say an 18 playoff, right? Right. Hell they're going to realize, hmm, 
So we could get in even with if with like let's say they beat Michigan State for once, uh, and they lose to Ohio State, but it's mm-hmm. not like a blowout. They lose by one score, lose in overtime, but they had a cupcake schedule to start. Michigan's getting in one of those spots with one loss to OSU. There they get in one of those slots. I mean that's fair. That's so fair. I feel like. So like for teams, but don't like you want to win it? it don't you want to know how, if you can beat this team? Yes, but Michigan doesn't care. They they want because you know what? Happens? I mean, no, Michigan you know doesn't how, care. And, I was actually just thinking about this earlier. Michigan, I don't even know if Michigan cares because Jim Harbaugh is still on the yeah. staff. I think if Michigan yeah, cared about I, winning, I know Jim Harbaugh would be fired. A very Michigan sent like MSU has all of the reason to schedule harder games because they are viewed as less. They're viewed as the underdog. They are little brother. And and that's not quite literally, but they are viewed as the lesser school in the state. Right or wrong. It's wrong. They should. I mean, if you want me to put this in a Michigan state perspective, I think that if Michigan state wants to actually win a title, like imagine if they, they if they bring Ohio state first, I think it's Ohio state. Then it's Alabama. Oh, 100%. But I'm saying, like, you want to help Michigan State be a little more established. Um, I say put, you know, put Oregon on your schedule. Beat them at home. And boom. Like, that is that is a credibility win. And I do think for schools that seem like Michigan State shouldn't lack credibility. But I'm saying, like, the objective truth is they, they aren't viewed with that kind of credibility. Well, right? yeah, because like, they've I only had one agree. good season in the last, like, you know, six years. Yeah, they've had like obviously this last season was very good for them. Eleven, but, I, but I'd, I'd argue obviously. it's a miracle. I think that they're the. I think that the Michigan State team. I think they're and, due for a regression. And well, Michigan State that, that kind of leads was worse last year than their record indicated. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that because, so like, yeah, to bring it back around, I do think to finish your the point on this, I think having. Having the bowl games would be great because it's one less non-conference game that is it, – it's out of the school's hands. It's it's determined in that way, and I think it's a great way to do it because it you earn who you face, and it's a I great mean, way to keep the I mean, plus the amount of football that we would see is and, incredible. And you know what? I, like, people are going to – like, I think for the investors, like, think of, like, if you are the Chick-fil-A Bowl or whatever it is. Like – People aren't. People are like at, in December aren't going to want to watch Hawaii in a bowl game. But right now, people are so they want excited football. for football. Right? They would one hundred percent. Dude, people watch are the out here going games. to NFL practices. Are you kidding me? They want football. Yeah. So like, it's even better. Like the brands would love it. I think if you're sponsoring a bowl, you know more people are going to watch your bowl game because people are so. Like people watch watch the Hall of Fame game every year at the NFL preseason, and it gets good numbers. Not like anything crazy, but it gets pretty good numbers because people are just, even though it's a preseason game, people are just so hungry for football that they're like, yes, 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 yes. They will watch preseason football as if it was a real game. So imagine giving them real college football games with real stakes, and again, advertisers are gonna love it. More eyes seeing your name on your sponsored bowl game. You yeah. run more ads, you're going to make more money on the bowls. Like it's a it's a good idea. And I do think uh I, I do think it would uh I do think it would be a good thing. 
Um, I mean, and, and and going back to this, um, ESPN did have you know a few other things in this, uh, um, in this article, you know, from putting the FCS opponents to the spring and you know doing spring practice against them. I mean, you would still get sort of that FCS experience, but you know you would get it against you know lower whatever yeah opponents. and like you can ba- like you know eastern's not a is an fbs school but they're basically like like if you're michigan state you're not losing to Eastern. you know what no you know what else you know what else I really and i love like? eastern that's no hate against eastern gotta love, love them to death you know what Sisters you know what else i need and this needs to be i think is priority number one championship weekend everyone should play that's my when the big 10 did that in co- during the covid year and they and it was great right oh, you got to like see the big one Ten title game yeah the 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 big 10 so d- during championship weekend i would like to see the the first place east versus first place west right that's the championship big 10 first pl- uh, second place east second place west Third, uh, well, uh, the third place East, third place West. And I know the Big Ten is a very bad example because the Big Ten East is much better than the Big Ten West. But uh, here's, I would just here's like what I would tell more, you: more football. Here, here's why I don't think it'll happen. I think the NCAA would would say no to this injury. The, that set well in opt out. Players will opt out if they want to opt out because like that's no longer like regular season anymore. That is essentially a glorified bowl game, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's a scrimmage, right? It's not, I mean, I guess you can put it on the record, but it doesn't count for anything. I do think though, I think the real reason why that wouldn't work is more so because the, that Saturday they, they play, it's like they do the big 12. I think this last year was like big 12 SEC, it was like Big 12 was at noon, SEC was at 3, Big 10 championship was at night. And they're not going to want other programming on to cut into that. And they're also not going to want, like, fans. Like, let's say, like, you're Ohio State. You probably hate watching the Big 10 title game. So Michigan put State it loses, on, right? Put it on Friday. Put the game on Friday. Oh, okay. So you're saying, okay. So move it. Um, yeah, you could even you could even then. move the well. You can't move the games to Sunday because you can't compete with the NFL. The NFL is still but, there, and, and the the NCAA and the NFL are just kind of like, okay, we won't fuck with each other because we're good well. For I'm each pretty other. sure that like, I, if if anything, I wouldn't be surprised if they have contracts too. You know, to prevent them from competing yeah. with each other like directly, but yeah, I mean, if you put it on put it on Friday, those those games would be pretty, you know. Awesome to watch, right? Yeah. Yep. No, I think that, that that's an interesting idea. I think that one you're going to have people a harder time getting people on board with just because it's going to be difficult to schedule. I think but I'm not the against only, it. I guess I'm not the against only way, it. The only way it works, I think, is if you do move the bowl games to beginning. 100%. That is you know. the only way it would work. And you almost have to do that like the weekend after, I think, the the championship games because it would be too much to fit in on the, the weekend unless you started doing them on like Thursday night and you did it like three good that well Thursday night football. So you can't do that. Yeah. That's, that's you can try Wednesday. Uh, I think it depends. You would have to, 
If you you could try you some know, Tuesday night Tuesday. I mean, you could try Tuesdays and and do like you know Maxion does. You know, just a Tuesday there's night people, football game. There's people a lot smarter than us that could figure out a good way to schedule that. But I don't hate the idea on principle. I think the execution would would be hard to do. But yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. That is that is true. Griff, so what do you want to go into next? Let's talk. Um, let's just talk Big Ten projections, because that's I think where we'll finish up today. Perfect. Because I have let's COVID be honest, and I need to. My voice is wearing thin. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, we'll we'll be quick because I think <coughs> I think there's this is a this is a three to four school conference at this point. Right. It's going to be Ohio State, probably Michigan. And then Penn State, then Michigan State, which is funny because um, Penn State is actually, are they even ranked? No, they are ranked number, well, so they would be 27th. Iowa had more votes than them. Yeah. So, yeah, Michigan State should be above them, but I think you and I are both kind of bracing for impact because I think we're both expecting a regression for Michigan State in terms of record. Yeah, because I think here's what happened last year. I think they, you're right. They outperformed their record. They and they got away with some wins. I mean, yeah. Let's Nebraska be honest. Was the Michigan game, steal. The Michigan, yeah, the Michigan game, kind of a steal, right? Like Michigan had a bit of a collapse, and you had Kenneth Walker. Right. Like, if they didn't have Kenneth Walker, they are a 500 football team. Oh, absolutely. I think that, and, and it, I mean, and it you came don't down to have that. him this year. Now, granted, your pass defense should be better because, as Mel Tucker said, can't be much worse. Um, no, it was so, dead ass last. It was so bad. It was the worst in college football. It can't be worse than that, but it's not going to be great either. Um, I do think Peyton Thorne is is going to be very good. I, I would argue he will be a better quarterback than whoever Michigan trots out. I think he'll definitely be better than Cade. J.J. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Hot take alert. No, but like JJ, it's 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 up in the air, right? We don't know about JJ. We've seen Peyton play. We've seen JJ play. Who do you think wins that QB battle? Cade. You really think so? Probably. But I think they're gonna do this flippy floppy shit again to Mm. keep JJ happy. But like, he's gonna be a junior. It's gonna be a mess, and that's kind. You just needed to pick one and 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 stick to it. And just it's that yeah. simple, but but they don't want to lose him. They don't want him to transfer. So, uh, and you know what? It's kind of weird that he hasn't. I'll be honest. If, I mean, if you're a good program, wouldn't you think that you would be able to get another quarterback? <laughs> you, you would think that, but look at look at this last recruiting year and who they tried to recruit. So yeah. couldn't get couldn't get Lloyd Carr's son. That sucks. That's you know, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty tough. Yikes. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, I think, like, Penn State, I think, is the bottom. Uh, but I do think they could have a better record than Michigan State because Michigan State does have a lot of question marks for me in the air right now. It's going to really depend on how does that defense look and how does that offense do without the tank known as Kenneth Walker. Um, and then Penn State, they're kind of the same team this year. Um, in terms of like they're you know they have a lot of returning starters, 
but James Franklin is still their head coach. So that's why I think Michigan State could still be better than them because James Franklin sucks, and I will die on that hill. And I'm yeah, so I mean, glad I think everyone they I think gave him an extension because him getting an extension, it's good for Michigan State and it's good for Michigan, right? Whether regardless of whatever, like there's a better chance of you beating Penn State because James Franklin is there. So then we look at Michigan, kind of talked about them. Obviously, the QB, there's a QB battle, controversy, whatever you want to call it. You do have Blake Corum, who is a very good replacement for, uh, 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 for uh, oh my God, what am I forgetting? Hassan Haskins. Um, Corum has the speed. You also have, uh, oh, what's his name? Who's the other, he's the receiving back. That the, he was a freshman last year. Edwards was his last name. Uh, Braylon Edwards. Is it Braylon Edwards? Yeah, it is Braylon Edwards. I don't know. He's a very good pass catching back, and so you have a good duo tandem running back again. That's good. You ha- your receiving core is going to be better this year, it's purely because you have Ronnie Bell. You have uh, a- Andre Anthony Andrell or Andrell Anthony, um, right. the the Lansing native. Uh, who was severely underutilized last year. So you receive the offense has the ability to be better than last year because I think their receiving threats are even better. I think their offensive line and their running backs are can repeat the production they had. The real big question mark is the OC. They lost their OC because they pissed him off somehow. The uh, Josh Gat or uh, Josh Gattis. Um, but uh, I think the offense will be okay. I think when you have weapons that good, you can and when you can run the ball the way you, with authority, it doesn't take a complete rocket scientist. Um, it's the defense I'm worried about. You don't have the same defensive coordinator. You lost two elite college edge rushers in Ojabo and Hutchinson. And because, like, regardless of how they do in the NFL, their college careers were fantastic, especially their respective last years, both great years. And Daxton Hill was a pretty good safety. I mean, he was a uh, was he? A, he was either late first or early second rounder in the NFL. So, like, he's gonna be a starter probably in the NFL, um, and he's gonna be playing this year. So, that defense has a lot of holes to fill. I don't know if the secondary can do as well, and I definitely think the defensive line takes a step back. I think Michigan is going to struggle to do what they did last year. And then you have Ohio State, which is going to be interesting. Um, you obviously, they have a great quarterback. Yeah, he's only going to be better. He was a freshman last year. He's only going to be better this year. And he's even though he lost Chris Olave, he lost what? two or three receivers um how many receivers did they lose um last year and they lost Olave. they lost uh i thought they, they oh jackson smith and jigba i think he is still on the roster I believe in anyway. Yeah, I think he is because I know his brother's uh, place for the Pirates yeah. and I was looking them up. He the was day. the only one of the trio of their really good receivers that is still on the team. And then you got like Marvin Harrison Jr., son of Hall of Famer 
Marvin Harrison from the, the Indianapolis Colts. Like, and he balled out in the Rose Bowl. So, like, Ohio State's offense is going to be great. Um, I You know, their defense, I think – I trust Ryan Day. I think the biggest thing with Ryan Day, and you, you pointed this out, Brad, I don't think he's – uh, I don't think he's un unbeatable. I think he is mortal, and we right. saw that last year. But you know, and I'm not making excuses, right? You play the team in front of you. Michigan curb stomped Ohio State last year. It, it was I think a, that Ohio State absolutely just destroys Michigan this year. That is my prediction. this year. Yes, uh, I, I agree with you because I do think C.J. Stroud with another year of experience under his belt. Oh, absolutely! Oh, just fucking yeah, mo- and, mortified. And, and they're gonna, you know. I would be terrified have, yeah. if I was the Lots University of, of Michigan. Yeah, the, and they got to go to. Columbus. I want to see. I want to see Ohio State do to Michigan what Ohio State did to Michigan State last year. Game over by halftime. See, I don't. Not because, and it's not because I care about Michigan. I just, uh, I still hate Ohio State more than anything. I, I'm still at the point. Oh, where, I'm not. I, I mean, I, was I don't hate Michigan. Ohio State. I respect them, I think, is what it is more so what I res- it is. I can respect Ohio State. I hate their fans. I think Ohio State and Michigan have the two of the worst fan bases in college sports, in all of sports. Let's be real. Because Ohio State, yes, they've earned the ability to talk the shit because they've done stuff. Right. But they're still annoying as shit, and they're gross. Um, And that's the thing. Like, I'm still coming off being a Michigan fan. So it's like, I don't really care if Michigan loses. I'd probably be happy, honestly. I just don't want to see them get curb stomped because I don't want Ohio State to have that much joy. But man, What, if, what if Ohio State curb stomps Michigan but loses the Big Ten? <laughs> they lose to, like, Wisconsin? <laughs> that? No, imagine it's like Purdue. I would pay to see that. Like Purdue, Purdue is Ohio State's kryptonite. Could you imagine Purdue comes out and wins the Big Ten? I mean, that's how it like, was in 2015, playoff. right? Wasn't it? Michigan State went into Ohio State with, like, their third-string quarterback. Beat Ohio State. Yeah. And Ohio State had one of the best teams that I've ever seen. Yep. It, it, it was it – was, it's pretty And incredible. Michigan but, State. Michigan no, it's, State this, was this, like that Purdue team. I mean, granted, they ended up going to the CFP – but, like, Michigan State came in there with a third-string quarterback. Yeah. No, this conference is Ohio State's to lose. Michigan has to go to Columbus this year, so that's, like, huge difference. Um, I think their hardest game is still probably Michigan. Maybe Penn – no, probably not Penn State and probably not Michigan State. I do think Michigan is still the second-best team in this in this conference – until otherwise, right? Like that's just the preseason. But like Michigan could lay an egg in like an early. They could lose. They could lose to MSU this year. Like Michigan could. Oh, absolutely, they could. They they're they losing, they MSU they're always the gets since twenty. 20- now the one thing, the one reason I do think, and it's kind of sucks because I'm not going to be rooting for Michigan this year, but I do think Michigan will at least beat MSU this year. You think so? And I think that it's what Jim Harbaugh said at. Big Ten Media Day in Indianapolis. You think he so. said? He said our goals this year: beat Michigan State, beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, win, go to the CFP. Okay, Griff. Do and you he think, put? Do you think he he's going to win the he put, CFP? 
Oh no 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 no! But here's do you my think point. he's gonna win in Big he Ten? Put... No. Do you think he's going to beat Ohio State? No. What makes you think he's gonna do number four? Because he put it in the list with those other ones. He put beat because right. It's always been for the longest time. Michigan and Michigan fans have viewed all. Oh, you guys aren't a real rival for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't take you that seriously. Here's what I and think for him, personally. Personally, for him, here's for him to wait, 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 wait. For him to come out and say beating Michigan State is just as important as beating Ohio State, and so that tells me they are going to start. You know how. Ohio State and Michigan at the end of every practice do a drill to prepare for the game, the Michigan-Ohio State game. And I think Michigan is going to start doing the same thing for Michigan State. They're going to start the bulletin board material for the Michigan-Michigan State game. I think there is going to be – they're going to prepare better for that game. They're going to take it more seriously because I think they haven't. And I think Harbaugh knows he has to. And so I will give him some credit there. He's paying attention and saying we need to be careful and and take them seriously and treat them as big of a threat as Ohio State. Even if they're not on the same skill level, they're our rival. We need to treat them like they are the biggest enemy on the planet. I mean, you should do that now, with every whether team. He... No, I, I, like, I get what you mean. You should prepare for every team, but you do not need to prepare – for per, for Rutgers, like you need to prepare. You think for Ohio you think State Michigan State shouldn't have prepared for Purdue last year? Well, okay, there's obviously lapses that can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. I mean, but I'm saying like you still practice in the week and prepare for that opponent, but you keep those two games. You practice for those two games every week. You do a you do something at the end of every practice to get ready for those two games. While also preparing for that week's game. Yeah, I mean the 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 interesting thing for me now what, whether Michigan actually does or not is different. The game is in Ann Arbor this year, that which does doesn't give actually the advantage. So the interesting thing about that though, the last and I and I and I have to look at the, up the record. I can't remember off the top of my head, but for the longest time, like twenty fifteen to twenty twenty, a majority of the winners were, um, uh, they were the away Home team, right? Oh, so oh yeah, they were. That, like they were, for, it was right. like a very weird like streak of uh, of years. Uh, let me look into it real quick. Um, yeah, so in twenty fourteen, the game was in East Lansing, Michigan State won. In twenty fifteen, the game was in Ann Arbor, Michigan State won. Um, in twenty, it starts in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, it was in Ann Arbor. Michigan State won. In the twenty sixteen game, was in East Lansing. Michigan won. And then the next game was in Ann Arbor, and Michigan Michigan State won. And then the next game was in East Lansing, and Michigan won. The next game was in Ann Arbor. Michigan actually won that one. But the next game was in Ann Arbor, and Michigan State won. Then the next game was in East yeah. Lansing, and Michigan State won. So. If the trend holds positive, I think Michigan the trend the trend has just been Michigan State wins more often than Michigan. <laughs> I mean that's fair. That is fair. I I don't know. I mean, the the interesting thing I am upset, and and I think it has to do with like TV deals or something like that. But I'm more upset that like the the game isn't is not in East Lansing this year because if if Michigan gets two straight games in Ann Arbor, 
why doesn't I guess well I guess that's not always been the case like the fact that it alternates because yeah it it altered the last time that it didn't alternate was in 2013 to 2014 they had two straight games in Michigan in East Lansing where Michigan State won and then before that they had uh, four straight games in Ann Arbor from 1954 to 57, but who really counts that, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, sure, it's an advantage for Michigan that it's in Ann Arbor, but, like, at the same time, like, it's in it's in Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, it's still in, you know, it's still in the state, you know? I don't know. I don't think that it's too big of a deal. But, yeah. But, no, at the end of the day, this is 110% Ohio State's conference to lose. It, it is theirs. Michigan and Michigan State probably are both going to regress, and Ohio State should only progress because their offense should be better. They didn't lose a lot. Like, yeah, they lost two, two re- great receivers, probably two of the best in all of college football, but they still have Jackson Smith and Jigba. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. They have guys that are ready to step up and ball out. So it's going to be an interesting year, especially from my perspective, because it is going to be kind of emotionless. Like I'm going to be rooting for MSU, but like not like a hardcore fan, because I'm still a floating fan. Like I have a lean, but I don't have a full, I don't have like a full blown like fandom this year. So It's going to be interesting watching. For this. I'm really going to have a lot of energy in Lions football on Sundays. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. So, uh, Brad, do you want to try signing us off again? Or, oh, or... My God. God damn it. Yeah, I would love. No, to I can do it. I, no, no, you no, did no. well last time. I would you love did great. To. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we I'll go. just say this. We're, we're talking about either NFL season preview. We are. Maybe do some. Oh, Brad, wait, 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 wait. Before we finish this, I realize. Who is your predicted college football playoff? I'll I'll do mine. You think about it. Oklahoma. Bama. Hold on. I, I got mine. I got mine. Oklahoma. Go Alabama. Ahead. What? Um. Okay. Well, it's not. I'm not doing like them backwards. Like these are in no order. No order. Zero. I know, orders. but Oklahoma being there at all is is shocking to me. Okay. So right, go ahead. Oklahoma, Alabama, Oklahoma. Um, Texas. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to put Texas there. Um, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. And I am taking a step back on Georgia. I would say, um, Ohio State. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say definitely Bama, definitely OSU. Those are like the locks, probably the one and two seed. I'll say I'm going to say Georgia and then I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball here. Yeah. Going to say Notre Dame. You're going to say Notre Dame. You know who you know who I'm going to say actually? I'm going to put instead of Oklahoma I am going to put in yeah. Texas A&M. Oh, bold. 
But I don't that hate is it. Bold. That is bold. I don't, I I don't think, hate it. I think of the teams that have not made the college football playoff yet, I think that Texas A&M has the most likely chance. There's I mean, you said like Notre one Dame. Team, isn't there? There's always like one team that makes it that hasn't been before. Right. I so like. I think that's why when you were like Notre Dame, I'm like, yeah. And I was and I was thinking about putting A&M in there. So, yeah, there you are. No, that's a good list. That's a good list. All right. Brad, sign us off. NFL previews or fantasy next week, whichever one lines up better. I, I think I'm leaning. And hopefully, the I don't have preview. COVID-19 next we week. See. So I, yes. will, I'm really hoping. It's been a tough couple of days. Um, yeah. So, Griff, thank you so much for being with me on this podcast. It's been so enjoyable. I hope you feel better, buddy. Um, fans, friends and fans, you can li- uh, listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Breaker. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Amazon Podcasts. And wherever you get Radio your Radio Public. Wherever you get your pub- podcasts. <laughs> we are not on C- Sirius XM, unfortunately. They uh, dis- denied our application. Just kidding. I didn't send oh, one because who listens to XM? <laughs> but anyway, so you can follow us on Twitter at Take This Pod on TikTok. We just went viral on TikTok. So find us there and we will see you all in the next one.